this week's episode, we hide from spoilers, confront bad gamers, and share our picks for the best reads of the week. It's all happening now on Cover B. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cover B. Happy weekend, party people. That's right. It's Saturday, and that's awesome. It's Saturday. It's time to get lazy and be drunk. Or, or vice versa. Or at least not work. Because, oh God, this week <laughs> yeah, kicked fair. my butt. So many meetings. Have you ever had one of those weeks where you have so many meetings that you're like, am I actually expected to do work? Is there supposed to be work happening during this work time? Will there be work on your uh, 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 work tour? Your work tour? I no, was... I've never had a week like that. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk some comics. We had some cool stuff coming out yes. uh, this week. Uh, there might be a few that we don't get to, so we'll have check out our website for an honorable mentions That's right. uh, section where we'll talk about some of the ones that didn't make the cut for the actual podcast. But uh, first and foremost, we'll go ahead and dive into the one that is probably not the highlight, but the most budgeted. Anticipated? Uh, no, budgeted. The one, yeah, <laughs> the one that people threw the most money at. Um, yeah, there you go. Empire has finally started, so after having two three empire zero issues basically uh we are now officially in empire marvel's big cosmic brouhaha has finally kicked up i gotta admit like there was a part of it uh where i was like wow this is really lame and they're not able to just commit to their decisions about certain characters what's going on um i mentioned last week that i kind of felt like they were setting up a uh like another hero v hero kind of thing but then they last week i mentioned that they didn't like they kind of retracted from that yeah um and they're officially retracted from that which is cool because i'm just so sick of that <laughs> um 2000, 2007 was how long ago yeah right um but in this one they do a bit of bait and switch that i liked i thought it was cool like they basically like turned all their advertisements that they've been doing for like months on this and they were like surprise it's not that you know what i mean like we've been building this up but it ain't ha ha and it's i i like that i dig that that they did that sound like a tool bag and i'm okay with it that's fine because i have to say it yeah sound away i totally saw it coming I had a hunch. I totally um, knew. I could tell from within the first like two pages of this issue. I was like, oh. Well, I, <laughs> like, I admittedly, okay. I had a hunch that the reveal, and we can't really talk too much about it without spoiling it. Yeah, we it, don't want to spoil it for you guys. Um, I had a hunch that the like the twisty bits of this was going to happen to some degree, uh, but I didn't realize they'd effectively be taking the entire story that they've been selling us on. And making it not that. Yeah, they like, that's straight, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, they definitely there's an like element of table runner pulled out. You know, yeah, like <laughs> there's an element of like, oh, I saw that person's like change happening, right? But I didn't realize that the entire focus of this story was going to not be what they've been selling us on. Yeah, for months. No, it's true. And they definitely that's did really a impressive. solid bait and switch, yeah, yeah. and I appreciate like as a marketer. I know. <laughs> Tease a marketer? Who'd have thunk? Um, but as a marketer, I really appreciated how they marketed this book to now read it and be like, I see what you did there. Yeah. I see how you done did that. So, 
you know, I I'm excited. I think this could be a really cool crossover event. Um, they haven't really introduced too many concepts that are really selling me on like, oh, this is going to change the Marvel Universe forever. Yeah, not really. Um, and I don't know if I'll talk about like in the past, there's been certain like big events that I've talked about, like every issue and like every like here's the rundown of what's happening this time. Don't know if I'll go that deep into it. Yeah, um, this doesn't feel like a House of X to me. Yeah, or like a War of the Realms. No. Like, I, I don't know if I'll be reporting on every single, like, tie-in. Um, but it's definitely cool. I think it's going to be a cool event, um, and I'm excited. And Marvel's really, like, rushing to get it out. That's true. Um, compared to, like, other things that they've pushed off to, like, August and September. Um, which, August is next month. <laughs> what it's also um, kind of funny at one point in the book um i think reed mentions that it's like april 2020 and i was like this could have taken place in april this could have happened and yeah, we wouldn't I mean, even know like in the real world like yeah that's I, how 2020 is we could have had like a galactic war yeah i'm still waiting for like, oh, alien yeah. conquerors to just cap off the like shit sunday that the fact has that we haven't had year. zombies yet i mean yeah. that's like what october november maybe yeah i'm thinking zombies are gonna be a smooth like early december oh like, okay merry christmas sense. zombie elves um at least we've got peppermint yeah hey <laughs> we'll get peppermint mochas and our ankles chewed off so <laughs> it'll be it'll be real sweet uh but yeah i definitely recommend empire i think it's gonna be cool um, Al Ewing and Dan Slott are doing a good job kind of co-manning this. Um, and it's it's less like big, deep galactic than I thought it was going to be. It's very yeah. home front. Um, and I, I like the, the balance of the teams. I think it's going to be cool. I think it so. could be very cool. I agree. Next on my list was um, a new indie book called It Eats What Feeds It, number one, um, written Which by Max just- Hoven and Aaron Crow. It's such a fun name. It is. I I kept <laughs> forgetting title. exactly what it was because I kept being like, it eats who feeds it, what feeds it. feeds it. what heats it. <laughs> exactly. Just like that. Um, it eats what... <laughs> skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> I had to pause because you left off with like, yeah, was there was trying- a moment there. There was momentum. I was like, what else kind of like rhymes with feeds and eats, but is in like beats. Meats? I said meats. It meets what? And it, then I was like, beats it. And I was like, no. And then I was it? like, what about like beats it? Like the the root vegetable? <laughs> I was like, no. Because then you have to explain it. Yeah. And I was like, excretes it. And I was like, no. no so I went picky. with skeet, skeet, skeet because early 2000s hip hop <laughs> will always reign supreme. <laughs> apparently some things never die yeah hey um so this book though um it i liked it i thought the art was really really cool art by gabriel lumazark that's a great name dude boss Lumazark. yeah man my name is not nearly that cool it sounds like somebody who would sloop like swoop in to save the day in like a tolkien novel or like like Captain Lumazark of the M- of the um, Enterprise, like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. oh, that's awesome. That's a great name. Um, I enjoyed this book. It's setting up some standardized horror tro- tropes, but also making your lead character like kind of an idiot, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he's a total. He's a oaf. schlub. Yeah, 
I I love it. He is there. He it basically it's about a guy who finds an ad in a paper. It's basically like a Craigslist ad for yeah, um, like a handyman being a housekeeper yeah, type yeah. situation. And he shows up. The house is obviously not something you want to mess with. Super spooky. Yep. He meets the woman of the house. Obviously, something else is going on there. And there are just so many obvious things laid out in front of him. And all I can think of is like, oh, yeah, she wants it. She wants me. She, oh, she gonna yeah, get it. And baby. I'm like, bruh. Uh, yeah, it, and it's kind of a slow first issue, admittedly. I was, I was a hoping bit, for... Yeah. It, like the premise is one that you can kind of get pretty quick. So you kind of know like, uh, there's obviously something happening and really you only get like two glimpses of the actual like horror that's potentially awaiting. You see right. like a gory kitchen and then you see like a very disfigured looking figure in a window. And I'm excited to see, I think the excitement for me is seeing what sort, because I don't know this artist. I don't know, you know, what to expect yeah. from what the ultimate like horrors right. are going to be. Um, so it could be anywhere from like a body painted weirdo to <laughs> like Junji Ito style, oh, you know, horrors. Awesome. And so I'm really excited to see it. Um, could have some body horror to it. There's something mysterious going on with the lady of the house. I don't know if she's like a vampire or a zombie or like an undead queen or a lich or whatever. Wizard keeping it, creatures. Uh, yeah, you I mean, know. it's it's and the art itself, like T said, is really good. It's got a very noir appeal to it. Um, it, you know, has its own sort of sexiness to it. So yeah, it's cool. It, I like it's it. It's neat. Yeah. I, I appreciate when you've got the like horror tropes laid out in front of you, but then like actively ignoring them to the degree that he does kind of plays with the trope in and of itself because it's kind of like watching a horror movie where you're sitting in the audience being like he right behind you what are you doing don't yeah. go in that door like it's perfect i'm yeah. totally that person that sits in a theater like i'm yelling at people at the screen like don't go in there what are you doing yeah. we have been shushed at many a theater yeah i get yelled at <laughs> um I just, I feel like I need to tell them what to do. Yep. It's not my fault. Next up is <laughs> Murder Hobo, uh, subtitle <laughs> Beaten, Broken, and Buggered, number one. Um, this is another Scout one. So both of these are Scout books. So uh, it eat, eats what feeds it, and Murder Hobo are both Scout books. Yes. Um, so Scout had a really good week. Yeah, uh, they also had another definitely. book, Engine Ward, which is probably going to be in our honorable mention section. Um, anyway, this one is another book coming out that really lays heavily into the influence of things like D&D and Pathfinder and various other role-playing games, um, and people's experiences with those. Whereas things like, um, you know, like Rat Queens or Die can be a little bit like universally accepted, even if you don't actively play the games. Right. Um, this one, similarly to like the Rick and Morty Dungeons and Dragons and stuff really only appeals if you a have a certain sense of humor uh or b are into rpgs that yeah. said if you're into rpgs <laughs> and you've played with somebody who is a murder hobo it is crazy fun um <laughs> it's so accurate <laughs> so i for those who don't know a murder hobo and they actually give you this definition in the book i think on the back of the book um is a player in like a fantasy rpg like a tabletop rpg that 
basically refuses to have any sort of moral compass or attachment to the world around them. Yep. So they're very transient. They don't, you know, establish themselves of having like family or, you know, their backstory doesn't consist of family or a home. In fact, their backstory is usually very light. Um, and they're if any they're playing the game mainly just to go from quest to quest. And the murder part of it plays into since they have no attachment and they refuse to make any sort of like emotional attachments to the narrative and ergo the characters by proxy. They are totally fine just murdering everybody. If an NPC is being difficult, they immediately draw a sword. If they see something that could be dangerous, they immediately draw a sword. It's combat is always the choice. Murdering is always the choice and they just do not care. Um, these players are problem players and a lot of people really hate playing with them. Honestly, if you go into a uh, an RPG and you have a DM who's cool enough and everybody just kind of decides we're going to be murder hobos. It can be fun if you're willing to have like a certain sense of humor for it. But if there's one murder hobo in a party, uh, especially when people are trying to put like hours of time into a game, it usually leaves people being pissed off. Very bitter. In comes this comic uh, where we see literal iterations of murder hobos in a world where these fantasy RPGs are basically their reality. Right. Um, they're doing quests. They're getting items that have like plus one on crit and stuff like that. But it's like real life and they're getting screwed over by these people that are playing the way that we've seen people play. And that's where the fun kind of comes in is looking at how somebody approaches. Like you've got a character that just wants to murder everything. You've got a character that just wants to bone everything. And I think that's going to be really fun. It's basically just a pastiche of D and D horror stories. It's and fun because like, if you, if you're on the internet, you, often read a bunch of some of the best D D like tales that people give of their personal experiences mm -hmm. and they almost always have something to do with the murder hobo like the one that always comes to mind if you haven't heard this google it because it's hilarious is about a guy who's in a campaign and the dm is just trying to discuss like talk about their area around them and like what's you know the scene looks like and inevitably one of the people not knowing what it is is like i want to attack the gazebo yeah and they don't know what a gazebo is so their first instinct rather than to ask what a gazebo is or to get clarity i'm gonna attack it and even as everyone's like are you sure mm -hmm. they still want to attack a gazebo yeah it's like the, it's <laughs> it's the meme of i cast magic missile at the darkness because the person assumed when the dm said the darkness they were talking about a character named the darkness um <laughs> But yeah, it's so it really appeals to people that have been playing for a while and might, you know, maybe have stories like this or be right. able to because, you know, me reading through it, I've never had anybody this extreme in my games, but I've been able to attach like I was able to attach some of these characters to certain like weaknesses of different players that I've played with. Um, and it was it was fun. Uh, the other people this would appeal to, honestly, if you haven't played these games, um, you know, it might not fully appeal to you unless you're into kind of the really like over the top animation style raunchy humor. yeah we're talking like super jail your rick and morty's your you know aqua teen hunger forces like you're really yeah. just like 
you're looking for like gonzo violence and over the top random inappropriate nudity and drug use and stuff like that but it's all played out on a backdrop that looks very much like adventure time um it felt like a comic version of a board game we've played it's called like epic spell wars yeah it, yeah, it felt almost exactly if you've ever played that game it almost felt like a comic iteration it, of it it literally it literally plays out like uh the Rick and Morty, like Justin Roiland of Rick and Morty and Dan Harmon of Rick and Morty purchase and then produce Adventure Time for an adult audience. <laughs> That's a great way of describing it's, a very adult It's audience. not like Rick and Morty meet Adventure Time. It's like literally that kind of like, because Adventure Time is steeped in that sort of like referential stuff to, you know, classic fantasy literature and fantasy games and right. video games and stuff like that. And this is very much as well. Um, but it's just got that Rick and Morty flair to it because it's a lot of violence and a lot of sex and drugs. And yeah, don't be mis don't be misled. Like we're talking lots of language and yeah. visual. It's an adult book, just like, like very just like a lot of the these are like rat queens. Is not right, you know, a child's book by any means. Yeah. Um, but whereas rat queens kind of fits into a more like. Not realistic, but a more like traditional traditional way of approaching a fantasy world. Uh, this one is just like animated cartoon violence, like wall to wall. Yeah. From the window to, to the, the wall, wall. To the wall. It's just animated violence. And it's crazy as balls. There we go. Okay. I I, I couldn't leave it balls. hanging. Balls. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't leave, have it left hanging with no rhyme. I was like, Ugh, it makes my body twitch. Because of this episode, I'm either going to get sued by Little John or I'm going to get a pallet of crunk juice. Oh, God, I hope it's the latter. <laughs> One of the two. It's that either going to go DMCA or it's going to go like the dude from Vampire Weekend. That's what I'm hoping <laughs> One for. One of the two. I'm hoping anyway, for that. Next up. Yeah, so last on our list for today is um, Sacred Six Number One, which... Honestly, ended up being my favorite book of the week. It was cool. Um, it was very I've been excited for this one for a while. So. I, I'm gonna be completely honest. So sometimes when books like this come out, and when I say like this, I mean books that clearly are built. Cheesecake. Yeah. They're built so that <laughs> they can be cheesecake. uh have provocative women on the cover. Sweet, delicious cheesecake. They want to be able to do lots of variants that are you know, sexualized women that are beautiful. Yep. They get lots and lots of artists to do the covers and it's, you know, it's great. And it's, you know, yep. you can make a lot of money doing Cheesecake. that. Right. <laughs> so a lot, oftentimes, I'm not going to say always, but oftentimes when you have books of the cheesecake variety, mm -hmm. the content and the substance within the book is not always the highest of quality. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the the more sexual and like pornographic the book gets, the less the yeah. quality of the writing True. because it becomes more about just showing lady bits than it does about actually having a point. Yes. Um, this one, on the other hand, had an excellent setup of story. It's all over the place. There's so many tales happening. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. I love the way that it's being told. Christopher Priest is killing it. Yeah. So, I'm so here for it. Yeah, so I've been reading Christopher Priest's Vampirella run for a while, and it's been fantastic. He's got a very unique style of 
laying out his comics yeah. in like kind of law and order bits yeah. where it's like gung gung and he gives you like a title <laughs> card of what's happening oh man i'm gonna hear that in and between like, every segment now <laughs> he tells things like his vampirella one's been like really like complex timeline wise like told out of order and stuff like that that's so cool and it's it's been good and that's the thing is like dynamite's making a big push and for the past couple years they've been making a big push because a long time ago they tried to like restructure red sonia and vampirella admittedly they were like we're going to put vampirella in a jumper and we're going to put red sonia in a chainmail shirt and people are going to not no no don't look at them boobies um and <laughs> for whatever reason it didn't go over well uh Shocker. sales dipped uh, and it's because unfortunately those two characters have built up a fanship that's not really buying it for what's going on inside. It's really hard when you've built a book yeah. for a purpose to then try and undermine that purpose. The result could have been, okay, let's go back. We're going to go back to doing sexy covers. We're going to, you know, bring Lucio Perillo and Linsner and Middleton and Oliver and all these people in who can do like good lady pictures. And we're going to just like look at all these like naked ladies um, and then just been like, pa, get out of here. Interiors. They, however, have done kind of a mix of the two. They've been really restructuring their writing and interior art teams. They've really been and they've been really like hammering home like we're going to have like five covers and we're going <laughs> to get some like big names and we're going to find some like newbies like Megan Hetrick and really like put them to the forefront and do some, you know, keep the sex appeal going. But find some interiors that are fine Give some and substance. you know i've read a few like this week betty page came out that's probably going to be another honorable mentions i've read the previous betty page series i was reading the red sonia series for a while we've talked about red sonia age of chaos on that here it's great. great killing red sonia is really really that good also good yeah um i haven't been reading vengeance of vampirella but i digress uh christopher priest is a you know he's got clout he's got a claim yeah. he's got a name he just recently did deathstroke over at dc and here he rolls in and that got me excited because i was like this is like a legit dude and this isn't to you know dunk on all the other writers on these other titles because they've been good and they've had their own kind of quality but like like you said when you see cheesecake titles you think like oh, this is going to be a cover and then like a trash story on the inside and it's just there to like And I mean, there are still some books covers. that do that. I'm not going to name names because it's 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 an, a book surrounded by an artist that I absolutely adore. Um, but there has been a book recently that was like kind of a cheesecake cover, kind of a rent avenue for him to make really great art and mm -hmm. a new character. And the story was god awful <laughs> yeah. i i yeah. wanted to read it so bad because i love this artist and i wanted to support him but i was like bruh i will get this for covers and nothing else mm -hmm. i'm not opening this book again <laughs> it was just not good so i'm always hesitant when it comes to these like obvious cover you know avenues that yeah. they make and yeah. you know sacred six if you look at the covers like oh yeah Oh man! I mean, there's literally a Joseph Michael Lindsner one where they're all in schoolgirl outfits for right. some reason. Uh, <laughs> I have so because, many opinions, but yeah. I won't go into them here. But the the book is actually very good. There's so many different voices. There's diversity and representation, and it's cool. And there's like modern time and olden time, yeah. and it 
it's all over the place. I really enjoyed it. I'm a little confused in parts of it because I think it dips into some of the deep lore of these types of characters. And yeah, I, they, I'm not entirely uh, aware, so I might is, need to Google. Yeah, um, I haven't, I haven't <clears throat> read a lot of Vampirella stuff. And so Christopher Priest obviously has. Yeah. And he goes He's, he's pulling a Donny Cates. In, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this book... Or not this book. I think the most recent Vampirella issue even like references something that I think happened in like the Warren years of Vampirella, which was like the early like Frank Frazetta cover years. And like, yeah, I'm like, damn, dude, like this dude. He knows his lore. He's got his Vampirella pickaxe, which is a normal pickaxe just with a red latex body thong. And (laughs) he's just like digging in them Vampirella mines, which ironically is just like a giant pile of latex body thongs but sounds about right um yeah it seems accurate it's good yeah i dynamite is really impressing me and every time i go into something being like is this gonna be cheesecake it actually ends up being like really Really quality and so maybe it's time for me to change my preconceived notions i don't know yeah so but yeah. I mean, I'll change my preconceived notions when Lady Death has a book that's worth reading. Oh, <laughs> oh savage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Brian Polito, please don't. Don't. You're a cool dude. And I really, I, really <laughs> want, I want you to think I'm cool. So please. That was just fun. And you weren't fun, who we were talking about earlier. Fun so. ribbing among friends. Don't worry about it. I'll still back your Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's where. That's where all our spare quarantine money goes. <laughs> it was a dope Kickstarter. <laughs> There's another one coming up in August. Oh, God. Anyway. It's going to be it for us. That is it, yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. We are going to be back next week. Yep. Um, we are also intending to have a... Um, probably in the beginning of August, a episode of Real Extra because yes. in the end of July we're gonna get new Umbrella Academy. We might actually, I'm thinking we might actually have a Real Extra coming out next week. Really? Yeah, we watched Old Guard. Oh, that's I, right. I, I really forgot want to about talk that. About it. I can't say enough about Old Guard. It was so good. That's true. It was great, <laughs> and I believe at some point we're gonna be potentially seeing the Snyder Cut, as Ugh. people have been. I know it's gonna be a. I'm prepared for a slog, but I feel like we need to do I'm our record due diligence. myself watching that and just do a super cut of every time I groan. <laughs> okay, we don't need two hours of you groaning. <laughs> uh, uh. Anyway. We're going to have some cool extra episodes going for us. If you want more Cover B, you can find us on our website, www.coverbpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media, at Cover B Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. And Chris and I both have Instagrams. If you like video games, you should come and watch us six days a week on our Twitch account. We have a variety stream, uh, Tink Tink Games. We literally do group streams and all sorts of stuff. It's it's really great. You can find us on Zanga and LiveJournal. Oh, Jesus, Uh, please don't find my Zanga for the love of god <laughs> i haven't looked at that in tw- oh, 15 years please don't find it don't oh, look don't Lord. dig don't find anyway, that while you guys we'll let you guys go so you can go off and find t zanga oh jesus please and don't. we will see you back here next week at some point maybe earlier in the week when we do a real extra for more cover, cover b, b. Bye, please guys. don't find my zanga do it